we're thieves, but we help the wrong person steal the wrong thing and unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. The Red Wizards created an army of the undead. Sounds lovely. Quite the opposite. I know, I was being ironic. I find irony is a blade that cuts he who wields it most especially. You're not a lot of fun, are you? Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Are you serious? Showtime. What is up, man fam? This is Mad About Movies. You guys know that because you're the man fam. Um, that's cool. Great open, Brian. We are talking Dungeons and Dragons this week. I'm all wheels off right off the bat, so you know it's gonna be a good episode. Uh, this is a this is a movie that has been feels like it's been in the making for quite a while. We've had um, previous attempts at Dungeons and Dragons movies. Mm. Um, this one doesn't involve Marlon Wayans, so you know, take that as you will. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Only what about time will tell. Sean. Yeah, could be, could be uh, Sean Wayans too. Um, I'm your host Brian Gill. I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host Richard Barden. Richard is back from the mountains, and he's he's here home in DFW. He's ready to nerd out with me. We're gonna get real into the specifics of Dungeons and Dragons, the game. I think not even we're not even gonna talk about the movie. I just wanna. This is actually a plan to get you to play Dungeons and Dragons. So I was gonna uh, say, welcome. yeah, I'm not gonna have a lot to contribute there. <laughs> We'll see. It'll be fun. Um, Kent is not here tonight. Uh, Kent sent us some really aggressive mean texts about how he's not a nerd and he's not yeah. going to talk about the nerd dragon movie. And then uh, he accidentally sent us his search history. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. And then we and then can't share said, that. Yeah. So, so he's taken lots of reasons. But yeah. uh, but both uh, were Dungeons and Dragons related. We mm-hmm, can say that. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, uh, we'll have to post the rest in the VIP. Yeah. Um, Perfect. I don't want to get the FCC on our backs uh, yet again. So Kent's not here. Pinch hitting for him. So much better. We have our good friend, Megan Spells. Megan, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. Good. Um, Meg came in kind of at the last minute. But also, <laughs> Meg used to be the the uh, dungeon master of our Dungeons & Dragons group. Hold on. I I'm, a, so I'm quite qualified. In my real life, I'm a strategist, and I always try to think of things that <laughs> correlate right these uh-huh. two narratives how we can bring insights together bring these to one so you were telling me hold on let me get the room is spinning that the person that ran our dungeons and dragons lead lead mm-hmm. was yes. also available on short notice <laughs> <laughs> um richard this is so embarrassing it's not called a league it's called a party yeah. so yeah. oh you're right i'm embarrassed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm mortified i'll just see myself out wow i did not okay. see that coming okay <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, so, Meg, thank you for filling in um, over the pandemic. Thanks for moving aside your schedule for <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah, it, I had to like cancel a lot of stuff for this, yeah. so honestly, uh-huh. you're welcome. Right. Exactly. A lot yeah. of Lego building um, and <laughs> such. Like, um, you were... I actually had to cut back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Man, yeah. There was, God, I'll, I'll tell this quick story. He's a lovely guy. I work with a couple guys that are hardcore D&D, like old school D&D guys that, mm-hmm. that write parties and stuff. Yeah. Missions. Mm. I Campaigns. Don't know. Campaigns. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. <laughs> and one guy who's a cre- creative director, really smart guy, who I, sinc- I need to preface this, I sincerely really like. 
But we were on this call and we were going over this campaign, not Dungeons and Dragons, an actual advertising campaign. And he decided to like, I asked like just one of those questions like, this will kill a minute (laughs) while everyone joins the call, you know? And I'm like, hey, don't you build your own maps on like in some sort of 3D thing? And he's like, I do for this campaign I'm building. And I was like, cool. And then he proceeded to like, as everyone's joining this call to like walk me through like a 14 Mm -hmm. minute demo of this digital map he built which was impressive but like i don't care or understand it (laughs) and i forgot i was screen sharing like because i was (laughs) i I was giving a brief to him and his team Uh about all of it and all these messages to keep coming to my team's like please kill me make him stop (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and he sees them to his credit he handled it great he was very pleasant and lovely about it but i felt so bad but it was, and I'm just like, I'm sorry. I just thought it'd be a 30 second question. This nerd won't shut up. <laughs> That's great. That's anyway, great. The digital so. world that we find ourselves in, Richard. Uh, yeah, Meg. Meg started. Meg and I played in a D and D league, if you will. Uh, we were in a campaign together over the kind of over the pandemic, which was yeah. a good time and a great uh, a great way to you know, blow off the time that we had to fill with literally nothing to fill it with. So it was a, it was fun to, fun to do that. So I'm glad you're here, Meg. Thanks for, thanks for being a part of this and filling in for, for kids. Um, let's, let me do, let's do this first. Cause I, I'm curious, this should be fun to, because Richard has no background on mm-hmm. this at all. I make up uh, for it. In my background with Hugh Grant, though, I feel like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) We all have our attachments to this thing. Uh, So this game. I run Hugh Grant campaigns with Mm -hmm. my friends. We just come up, we roll dice and figure out just things he could get into. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Who he could offend. (laughs) Right. Et cetera. Ashley Graham on the red carpet was actually you guys. Yeah, Uh, I manifested that. Sort of willing it into existence. Um. Let's start. I'll 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 give you my background, and then Meg, I want to get yours a little bit. And then, by the way, greatest red carpet ever. Movie. By the way, I would yeah. say it's the most useful red carpet content I've ever gotten. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of good. It was. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. This I've said before on the show. My dad, my dad was a sort of an amateur science fiction writer. My mom, and my dad were both really into. Uh, this stuff, Dungeons and Dragons, and um, what at the time was called science fiction conventions, but now I think we'd we'd probably call Comic Cons. Um, that was a big, big player amongst uh, them and their group of friends in like the the late '80s into the early '90s, especially and stuff. So I started playing Dungeons and Dragons probably when I was I don't know seven or eight, and. And played on and off through up until about high school, and then kind of kind of fell out of it and whatnot. Um, when, you were, when you weren't dating, uh, yeah, I was very. I had a very busy show, social calendar, and uh, it was it was mm-hmm. starting to to take over. I <laughs> I will say this: there's not many things that I've done in my life. Where I'm like, I'm kind of embarrassed that I did that. It's not the Dungeons and Dragons. The thing that I did was one time in high school. Um, I. I had, you know, like the classmate that you're like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'd say friends necessarily, but like, yeah. you know, we talk to each other every day in class and we get along better than maybe most of the other people in class. That's fine. Um, <laughs> he found out that I had played some growing up and he's like, dude, I have a group. We play on whatever night and we'd love for you to come. 
It's like, you know what? Sure. I haven't done this in several years. It It is a lot of fun. It's very nerdy and everything, but it is, it is a good time. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I can do that. I'll, I'll go. And I went... And again, I'm not, I've never had any delusions of being like a super cool person or anything like that, but I parked and I kind of, you know, you did the thing where like, I'm going to, I don't want to get there right on time. I'm going to kind of see the scope out the the situation. And the next like five or six people that went into the house, I was like, I can't do this. And I just left. So I just didn't, <laughs> I, I just totally bailed based on who was going in to, to play Dungeons and Dragons. Like I can't. Were they well, costumed? I, or? <laughs> yeah. I'm at, I, <laughs> they're all jocks um all of them and, no but uh, seriously were they were like intimidated. just the level of commitment that scared you away or it, it was just it was intensity. just like man this is again not feeling ever like i i have a lot got of, it uh, you were like i'm not cool but i am cooler than this yeah yeah to, okay. the, to, to the extent that i was like i just i don't know if i can i can do yeah. this i also assumed maybe it, it probably wouldn't get a um, maybe smell great in that room too. Yeah. That was a little bit That's of a the, thing. That was a factor. That's got to be overcome for sure. Put into this. But uh, anyway, I grew up playing the game and I really loved it. <laughs> and I've come back to it a couple of times. The pandemic, we did that. Um, there was a short stretch. I think like right after I moved back to this area, we played a little bit. It is a, it is always, it has always been a really fun time. It is, um, you know, it deserves the sort of nerdy, vibe that it has in the reputation but it is also a blast and i will always say i feel like it it the critical thinking that goes into in the problem solving is i think is a is a good thing that you that a lot of kids probably could like i'm going to push coop to play this at some point because i think that it does build your uh your ability to to strategize and and things like that For which sure. a lot of kids these days genuinely do not have um but anyway it's been a Outside fun time. of a video game construct, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, you know, like in my real job, one of the things I do is I hope like there's an event that we host every spring where it's essentially an amazing race that they have. It's like part scavenger hunt, part, you know, minute to win it, all this kind of stuff. And it is amazing the number of, you know, 10 and 11 year olds who cannot problem solve like pretty basic stuff. And so um, not that Dungeons and Dragons would solve all of that, but I think there's something to be said for Hey, maybe the video games all the time aren't the best. Like maybe there needs to be a little yeah. bit more uh, strategy involved and stuff. So anyway, uh, very long winded way to say I really do like and have enjoyed Dungeons and Dragons quite a bit through my life. Um, and this was uh, this was something that I was I was I was looking forward to and was interested to see how they were going to make this appealing to mass audiences while also appealing to the kind of hardcore D and D guy. So. Um, Meg, I don't remember what your background is on this pre when we played together. Um, yeah, so I have but... almost the exact opposite story okay. from yours, yeah. which is in 2019, like some of my friends had moved away from the area and mm-hmm. I was like, I really want to play D&D. I was like listening to a D&D podcast. Yeah. I'd never played before, but I had it in my head that I wanted to play. And one of my friends who doesn't live in town and doesn't play D&D is like, I know some people who play. You can just go over there and like see what it's about. Mm-hmm. So on a random Wednesday night, I drove to a stranger's house <laughs> <laughs> and now I live with one of them. <laughs> so uh, That's how I met that's my hilarious. partner, which is yeah. funny. He was the DM and uh, yeah. And here we are. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. See, my life could have been totally different if I would have gone yeah. in that room. Who knows? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> it, bad news, dude. It was, uh, 
Dua Lipa was the dungeon master. <laughs> that, one. that the one you didn't you go and Dua Lipa right. are like the same age, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah exactly. sure. Definitely. <laughs> I don't not sure Dua Lipa has an age. I think we're that's true. That's true. Okay. Um, celestial bodies and stuff. Um, the okay. Well, that's fun. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad it did. Good for you, Meg. I'm glad you did Thank that. I'm you. glad you. Thank you. You had the courage to step into. It is funny because it is something like that feels very pre-pandemic, early twenties uh-huh. to me. Sure. And now yeah. the idea of just walking into a home full of people I don't know is <laughs> mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. But hey, mm-hmm. you know. I love it. You do. I love it. That's great. Um, Richard, you have no background with this whatsoever. I honestly thought it was Warhammer. I thought they were the same thing until recently. But I will (laughs) say, I want to preface this. I also like memorize cities' subway maps. (laughs) So like, I'm not not a nerd. I always want to make sure like I don't I don't judge the level of nerds. Like when I'm, you know, when I'm bored, I memorize maps. And stuff. So we all have our thing. So yeah, like no judgment sure. on it. Just was not in my particular nerd wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think I thought it was I, you know, they all kind of ran together. For sure. Um, I wouldn't say six months ago. In the last few years, I started to understand that there was like an improv slash to your point strategy world building element that mm-hmm. you had to think on the fly. I was aware of that mm-hmm. within the last couple years. So like I knew of it and then like did kind of follow this because like the directors were interesting with like John Francis Daly and stuff. Right, right. Chris Pine can like go either way. Like, is this Chris Pine just doing a leaning man paycheck role? Mm-hmm. Or is this like him, his more interesting kind of later career stuff? I'm not, you know, the Hugh Grant thing. We, I love Hugh Grant, but like, that's an interesting, like, why, why would he do this? Just, and then it starts to come together. Like, is this, my, my question was leading up to it with the trailer and everything was like, to what level is this going to be self-aware and fun? And, and so we ran, mm-hmm. that was answered. So, I was actually interested in this, even though the property, yeah, I, I didn't know. I think I thought it was a card game, like I said, until mm-hmm. two and a half, three years ago. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is Warhammer a card game? I think Warhammer is something. I, I used to have people that related to me by marriage in my house, like step-siblings and stuff, and they painted figurines. <laughs> was that Warhammer? That yeah, sounds, probably. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. There was like little, I remember these micro things that people would yes. do, and then there was also magic. I knew magic. That was cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. these things were kind of around and then I would just put on headphones and go shoot baskets in my driveway in 30 degree <laughs> yeah. weather for yeah. five hours again yeah also War- nerdy <laughs> right right Warhammer is just a different kind of RPG I mean but it, yes it's okay it's a similar it's a similar concept it's just it's not in this what, kind of is it what's in my what, head it's more difficult there's more rules sure what I is, never really played Warhammer I was always what's <laughs> the little figurine one I know people are yeah, screaming this probably Warhammer yeah, is Warhammer. It? Okay. I mean, look, you can do that with D and D too. You can do that with oh, most okay. um, RPGs, but like the, I think Warhammer, a big part of it, at least from my kind of outside feeling, was that it, the the minis and the painting and the and the figures and all like that was a huge part of the, okay. the whole experience. So, whereas like when Me- Meg and I, when we were in our D and D group, like we we were, it was all digital, so we're like just sure. you know looking at. It's like, uh, okay, to time, me, it's but... like the people that play Monopoly with like digital currency versus the paper money. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, that sure. works. That works. Yeah, that's good. Cool. But exactly. when I was growing up, I mean, that was a, a my my parents' D&D group, they had not to the level that the, I think the, that the average Warhammer person 
has of 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 the the minis, the figures and stuff. But there was a we had a a, a box full of them, and that was part of the uh, the uh, I don't know the, the props for for playing the game or whatever. Uh, but so you can do it either way. It um, always seemed kind of cool to paint the little guys. Yes, that I mean, was great. He would like sure. He had like a <laughs> Brian's met him a couple times. He's an engineer, so he had like the cool um drafting desk with like the mm-hmm. crazy magnifying thing attached to it. Yeah. yeah. He was like built to be a Warhammer dad. <laughs> sure. I just remember him For in there sure. with my stepbrother yeah. just painting yeah. these yeah. things all the time. Oh, Warhammer yeah. came a little later, at least it's like it's big uh cultural push, I guess. Came came a little bit later. D and D was I think by the time that I was in I don't know. Like by the time I was 10, I think D&D was on its like third iteration or second iteration and it was kind of struggling to uh keep its its foothold or its market share or or whatever else. But uh but it also is the one that there were RPGs before it, but it is the one that sort of was the first to like capture the the cultural attention, I think. Um through all of its devilry and witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting, and, and that's going to be the rest of the podcast. That's it. Yeah. This is all a ruse to talk about satanic panic stuff, um, <laughs> which uh, would be a fun time as well. All right, let's start. Let's talk about the movie. Um, you, you, you brought it up, Richard. So we'll, we'll go to, uh, we'll go to you first. You were sort of anticipating this by the time I got to it, but I think also same as me, I think I was more interested in just the uh, writer director team. How are they going to do this? Chris Pine post don't worry darling um all of those things as much as I was like hey they're making a Dungeons and Dragons movie so general thoughts here on uh on Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves I can go first yeah from you that's what I'm, yeah oh I'm sorry pardon me I missed yeah, that no worries, um no it yeah I, I very much enjoyed it I mean it's like I I I don't know to the level Again, it was hard. It, it's hard to go into those things. I, don't, I think maybe because Avengers didn't really have that because it built so gradually. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think of something that has a huge fan base that I've kind of come in on cold and like I enjoyed it, but I I didn't honestly get the feeling I was missing much. Of course, I'm sure I was, sure. but I felt like they did a really good job doing the like uh, old Navy Gap Banana Republic thing, where I'm very much in the old Navy, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's probably content for for you know you guys, and there's probably content for whatever. But I I thought the angle coming in with this sort of self awareness with it was was you know right right the only way I would enjoy this. But mm-hmm. there was also real thrills and real stakes and all that stuff. It felt so it pulled all that off. Sure. Okay. What about you, Meg? What are your general thoughts here on this one? Yeah, I I, I liked it as well. I mean, I think going into it, I. I am a fan of D and D, but I do feel like D and D movies have a reputation of being, you know, pretty cursed. For sure. So, um, man, that deleted scene from the one—I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter—the 2001. There's like a uh, deleted scene with Justin Whalen. <laughs> have you seen this? I'll try no. to find it. No, I haven't. <laughs> they just didn't finish the blue screen, so like this weird thing lays an egg, and then it like just is. A, I don't know. It's, to, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well so that was i'm not saying that's what i expected but i will say i went in with um middle to low expectations and i had a really good time i mean i think um you know 
I, I was going in and I was like, okay, I don't want to get too excited, but I really liked game night and how that was made mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of the jokes in that. So I was looking forward to that aspect. And I think, you know, it's, it's not exactly, you know, hard to say, wow, probably the best D and D movie ever. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I really enjoyed it and I left and I was like, okay, I would like gladly watch this again. And mm. there were, you know, jokes that, you know, stuck with me. So I, I I really liked it. Yeah, I uh I think that they were very wise to make just make an entertaining fun movie to start with and then sort of wrap the D&D aspect of it kind of around a premise that is interesting and funny and has and with a with a cast of, of uh actors who are were pretty interesting and funny um for the for the most part speaking of meg you were like at the premiere for this thing so you were you were <laughs> within was. a certain distance of of chris pine i was himself, across the so. aisle and one seat away from chris pine <laughs> wow and you're still here did and you look I on am. his face or did um, you just did you shade so, your eyes did you spit yeah, on I'll, him? Give a, I'll give a quick i <laughs> the amount of text i got to spit on him was <laughs> uh, I mean, it is. It was the opportunity to do the funniest thing I've yeah. ever did. Yeah, um, absolutely. I did not because I. It was the first day of the festival, and I was like, I'll get kicked out, and I'll miss this whole thing. If it was the last day, I can't yeah. promise. Um, did you but, see that tweet or a couple of tweets leading up to the Oscars that was like, if Chris Rock goes up tonight, I hope someone realizes they have the chance to do the funniest thing yeah. ever. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so uh, the questions I've gotten about Chris Pine, because uh, he walked right past me. What did he smell like? I don't have a yeah. good answer. I stopped. That breathing. was my first question, too. He seems um, like he smells good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't answer. I was stone cold and un- unable to breathe yeah. in and out. Sure. Um, before the movie, he turned his phone all the way off. Not just on Do Not Disturb, <laughs> all the way off. Respect that. Movie. Um, and then anytime. Reggie John Page did anything in the movie. He leaned all the way over the aisle and like pointed at him and <laughs> was really having a good time. So, um, big, big clapper, <laughs> applause, uh, laughing at all the right moments. Did you see Very the movie engaged. or were you only locked in on Christmas? I will say for the first like, 30 <laughs> seconds when we're still getting logos, my friend like elbowed me and she's like, you have to stop staring at Chris Pine. <laughs> and I was like, I can watch this movie when it comes out in theaters. I'm not going to see yeah. him again. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so I did, I did end up watching the movie, but it was difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I'm I'm glad that uh I'm glad he he lived up to uh the I love Chris Pine. I've been very high on Chris Pine for uh for you know since yeah. that that first Star Trek movie is one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, he's great in that. He's oh, such yeah. a movie star in that. Of the the century, as for it were. me, so. it's Princess Diaries too. But you know, to each their own. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, he's he's uh, he's great. Um, and he he does seem to. I mean, we got a great taste of it last year with with Don't Worry, Darling. Like I mentioned, but there's been other times. He he may be the person that you can say he's been in bad movies, but he's uh, he's never bad in a movie. Yeah, I think, um, which is a great skill. Great skill to have, at least in terms of your longevity in this whole thing. When you can be, when you can be uh, as as beautiful as he is, and also kind of never just stay, you know, sort of surf, surf above the uh, the bad stuff that is in whatever movie you've chosen. You've uh, you're gonna have a long career in front of you, so um, I think that will that will serve him well. Um, yeah, let's get let's get into this thing here a little bit here. I I'll start with the cast since we started with Pine. Pine's great. 
Um, I was very surprised, if I'm being honest. That, like, here, here's my fear coming into this, and then I'll, I'll tell you what I what I felt like it it actually turned into. The trailer's not the not so good, not so great. Who's trailer. making trailers right now? I know our friend Tanner, and then everyone else is terrible. Yeah, I think, I think that's um, what it's got to well, be. Yeah. So we guys, we just haven't seen Barbie trailer yet. Dude, Barbie's great. Barbie's, Barbie's an incredible great. trailer. I <laughs> have to assume s- that our friend Tanner s- did that one. Yeah. Um, have you seen the air trailer? Counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, I see, I've seen the air movie. <laughs> right. It's great. Yeah. I don't think but I saw the trailer. The trailer oh. is so <laughs> bad. So bad. Yeah. So bad. Um, really gave vibes of like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Air Air did, and then. And then it's ninety nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's apparently a great movie. It, I, it very much so. is like advertising for dads. Yeah, it totally, it totally <laughs> is. Richard made a great point about uh, the air tra- when it first came out. Was this is an R rated movie, maybe a hard R movie, and they're cutting what they can for a PG trailer because that's what trailers got to be. So maybe that's maybe that's part of it. But gosh, awful trailer, just really genuinely awful trailer. And then apparently the movie's really good. This I don't think it was quite as bad. But it's not a very good trailer. And my concern coming in was like, I freaking love Chris Pine. He rules. I love Hugh Grant, but you mentioned it, Richard. Like Hugh, Hugh, you're the big. You are Hugh Nation personified. Mm-hmm. You love Hugh Grant, I think, more than anyone else. Yeah, the great Hugh, movie star of my life. Yeah, you would acknowledge that he is very capable of a paycheck role where he's uh, he's, I, he's not. I not agree the with best. you, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. Like in the last ten years. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't. I. I I'm just I talking he, about like I think what Hugh was. Grant would admit that he's done. Oh, he's yeah, yeah. No, for totally. Sure. <laughs> I. Yeah. I grant you that totally. But yeah. even like the ones he did, like he did a, you know, he did music and lyrics. He really likes that writer, and then he did that other one that no one okay. saw. Where music he's like, and lyrics is not a throwaway movie or a throwaway uh, role. <laughs> first of all, it's a masterpiece. I agree with you, but I would say consensus <laughs> on that would be not great. It's a. It's one of the great films of all time. But I'm with you. But. The then he did the other one I forgot what it's called where he's a professor with Marissa Tomei it's the same writer so it's more like and then I think that same writer also did did we hear about the Morgans so like it's mm-hmm. more like he like gets he just likes working with certain people for sure no I think there's something to that. I, I just but yes my, my 2000s Hugh for sure sure so my, when I look at this cast and I see this trailer and I thought man Chris Pine's great, but like again, love Hugh. He can he can definitely mail one in on you. Yeah, um, for sure. Justice Smith has been terrible in move, just terrible, just really terrible. Mm-hmm. We love Michelle Rodriguez because of the Fast movies, but there are plenty of performances. I think I yeah. can't in her even think filmography of a movie where she's not in a Fast Furious yeah. movie that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, you 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 can kind of I mean, Avatar, you know, but like Lost, she was on Lost. You you can definitely pick. You can say Machete ah, kills, bro. Not, Machete. Not sure. About the performance level on this, um, my I think my biggest concern was that we were going to wind up. This was going to wind up feeling like a uh, a special effects heavy Netflix movie where they spent the whole budget on on one or two actors, and then every that that's what I think always kills the Netflix movies for me now is is wow, look at the stars on this. And then they're like, yeah, we spent $4 on the script, which I didn't yeah. think was going to be a problem He's here. He's right behind me, isn't he? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we like these guys. But like, hey, even the third build actor in this movie is not like capable of being good in a high school production. You know what I mean? Like it, that's what we yeah. we tend to end up. I don't, I as somebody who, maybe the only person who's not watched Bridgerton, I don't really get the the Reggie Jean Page thing. Like the couple of times I've seen him 
that gray man movie was he was real bad in it uh, i saw that movie. So, i could not have told you he was in that yeah 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 <laughs> i know I know. So, like, I, I had some concern. Held out for another season of Bridgerton. He jumped pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't think, watch I any of it. I remember reading so about it, was, it and thinking they like offered him an offensively low amount, and I think he just yeah. was like, yeah, "Okay, totally." Screw you. But they could have come to an agreement there. In a vacuum, I'm just saying, like, he wasn't. Yeah, he he might be very talented. Yeah. Could have used it. What's yeah. that Australian uh, soap opera? that everyone's neighbors on. neighbors yeah he could have used some neighbors seasoning seasoning for a few years <laughs> and before everyone's like no he's james bond right now and it's like it, you know, right right let's let's just i just yeah. let's see it that's all my neighbors just, you know it's like yeah. our farm team right we should just send <laughs> handsome people to neighbors for a few years and just say we're gonna you got we're signing yeah. you to a two year plus one contract on neighbors it's <laughs> a good idea i actually like this uh but coming in, that's kind of my concern. And and within pretty quickly within the, the first 10, 15 minutes, I was like, okay, I kind of get where we're going here. Like, yeah. We'll see about the acting as it goes, um, which actually I think turned out quite well over yeah. the course of this. But there was um I think I think I think John Francis Daly and, and, and Jonathan Goldstein deserve a lot of credit for A writing a really good script, a really a really fun script, uh, a script that has a lot of life to it. Um, a, a script that that I think like seems to really understand the project that they're working on here, which is good. Like identity is a big part of is is a is a script good? Is a movie good? All that sort of stuff. And putting all of these actors in a position to just be a to play off the charm of of Pine, I think that helps. I think when you have yeah a, a, a center of gravity like that, I think it it can help everybody else. But I feel like they were all put in really good positions to succeed, and as a result. I didn't walk out feeling like any of them were um, poor casting choices or lesser than the rest. It all, it, it really did feel like a pretty solid ensemble um, with maybe a heavy hitter or two at, at the top. But I don't know. What, what, how do you feel about that? Meg, how do you feel about the, the acting came together, the performances, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think it came together well. And I think, I mean, it's funny because like I, I'd say like uh, – Richard, you know all about this. The D and D party stereotype <laughs> is mm-hmm. that everyone's just kind of like like filling their role, and I think everyone yeah. understands that like Chris Pine is like the face of this. Sure, we're gonna just like kind of be totally get it locked totally in and important. serviceable, and mm-hmm. I think there's nothing wrong with that here. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Like I yeah, didn't there's... come out of this being like, wow, you know, <laughs> Justice Smith. And yeah. Sophia Lillis are like huge stars, but I wasn't offended. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that I would, uh, I would go out and buy Justice Smith stock, um, especially right. having seen him in a couple of other movies. But I, I'm trying to think uh, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. He's in the Jurassic movies too, oh, which uh, that's not anybody's that's not fault. That's on him. But, yeah, yeah. You can't put that's... that on him. That's unfair, Brian. <laughs> uh... You take that back. He's a great actor. <laughs> He, does, he, does, he certainly doesn't he certainly is not bringing anything up um and that, but yeah yeah i think i think you're right meg there's something to be said for just hey just fill the role just do uh just do what you're supposed to do here and um and then actually i think michelle rodriguez was pretty dang good like this was a yeah, this was, was. Like, i mean she was like the emotional heart of the movie yes yeah, absolutely for sure was. did not expect that Me uh, did, not, did not see that one coming so she did a great job on that um, Richard, this is your opportunity to talk about Hugh Grant, if you'd like, in this performance. Anything that masterful uh, as out. usual. Okay. He is on a heater though right now. He he is. Post- yeah, with, he the is. like Paddington. Yeah. Like this. This has yeah. been 
Good. The undoing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we are we are on a hue heater. This is the new reconnaissance. <laughs> yeah. We're That's, doing 50. He was in ba- that show where he was like an English politician. I can't remember the name of that. Oh, one. the uh, Very British Scandal. British yes, wonder, yes. He was also show. like evil in that. He's yeah. good. He's good when he's bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything that gets him on a press tour, I'm a fan of. Good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> but it's nice when the movies are good. And uh, yeah, he's great. And we're doing like 90 Batman now with all this uh, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers right. stuff, you know? Yeah. Can we get one where he's Alfred? Yeah, just it's the multiverse, bro. Yeah, um, yeah, we should. Uh, Where he's sort of a sarcastic, happen. cutting Alfred. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of mean spirited, but you're not sure if he's yeah. mean spirited. Um, yeah, that's, exactly. That's he thinks best. it's absurd that Batman does this because he's rich. <laughs> right. I mean, but he still, you know, yeah. but he comes through at the end. You know, yeah. he comes around that yeah. he's of service, not just to right. Batman, but to the right. community of Gotham. <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. Um, but yeah, he's choosing stuff really well. He's someone I just don't think he cares because he loves to like play golf and have kids. I think he's got like a hundred uh-huh. kids and race cars and stuff. But he's a really good. The reason he's good is that he's a really good writer. He, and people always talk about mm-hmm. he always rewrites all of his lines, um, mm-hmm. and like kind of makes that mandatory if he's going to do it. And it'd be awesome if he wrote a movie. Like he's like Afflecian to me, where it's like he could probably be an awesome director or writer, but he's never going to do it because he's never going to sure. work more than three weeks at a time. But right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he has really good taste in a weird way, and I think he was able to recognize whatever this was early, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely see. Like I said at the outset, he could. This could have been a real, um, a real money grab kind of movie. But I, I think that these two, I think these two have a lot of. Almost, I don't know what the term. Got the, they have cred, I think, at this point. John Francis Daly and 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 Goldstein. Uh, I think Game Night. I love Game Night. That was a great movie. Mm-hmm. We all liked it on this show. Um, and it it you know it made a decent amount of money. Not not it wasn't like a huge hit or anything. But the I think the rep on that is is pretty substantial. People yeah. really dig it. And they you know they wrote the Spider Man movie and the, I think the script yeah. is a really good part yeah. of that movie. That's For sure. Something that's really stands out. I think they this is a high degree of difficulty. Cred. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Which is Amazing. I mean, I'm super happy for for John Francis Daly. It is always hilarious to me to think of he's the little brother in in Freaks and Geeks, yeah. and then he's just on Bones for six seasons or you've something. Seen, you've seen enough. I've seen them, all. Seen, seen them all. Seen them all. I've seen the last two minutes of all. Of them. This is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched every episode of Bones for like the first I don't know seven oh, wow. seasons, something like that. Big back when, guy. yeah, back when there was Big like. There was unlimited free time. I didn't have kids and stuff. Um, but uh, and that was yeah, how but, I chose to fill it. That's how I chose to fill yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't Could've have Dungeons and Dragons classics. to play. You yeah, know, so no one. No, it was. I kept trying to get you guys in my Dungeons and Dragons league, but you wouldn't do it. And uh, so I just filled the time with bones. Um, um, real quick, I gotta tell my my favorite. Uh, if you haven't seen, I don't know if you have Brian. The um, Hugh Grant did that movie a few years ago with um, Meryl Streep, where she's the bad singer. Florence Foster Jenkins. Florence Foster uh, yeah, Jenkins. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the piano you gotta player. Really limit, you got to pare it down when you're talking yeah, about Meryl Streep not true. being able to sing. Yeah, sorry, not Into the Woods. But also she did that where she's a bad singer. What about Mamma Mia, was it? No, oh, no, okay, you're right. Excuse you're right. me? Right. <laughs> What's the one Ricky? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ricky and the Flash. Ricky right? and the Flash, yeah, yeah. could have been mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 
But anyway, Simon Helberg is in that, the guy from Big uh-huh. Bang Theory. Have you heard this story, Brian? Yes. Yes, I have. It's Where great. he's like the he's the piano player in it, and Hugh Grant was like, I was being really condescending to him the whole time and trying to teach him how show business works, and I was taking him under my wing. And then about seven weeks into the film, I realized he's the richest person I've ever met in my life because <laughs> <laughs> of all that Big Bang money. Yep. 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 <laughs> Residuals for days, baby. Uh, it's like such a great story. He's like, so that I just started asking him for money. <laughs> That's why Hugh Grant almost took over for the... Charlie Sheen role. Yeah. Which would yeah, have been great. Probably. I actually been, probably would have watched that. Would have been something. Uh, probably still be on. That sitcom <laughs> money, man. Just just keeps going. Just keeps going. Richard, did you get the... I know you didn't, Meg, because you saw this at a at a world premiere because you're Sorry. fancy, but the uh, <laughs> did you get the pre-movie um, little bumper with the whole cast sitting down thanking you for coming to the movie? Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. I don't either, but I did enjoy... <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy Hugh... Just so very clearly reading off a prompter and could not have cared less about yeah. thinking us for coming to the movies. So I agree. That was a that was a. It's fun little, real. They're real thirsty. I want. It's like it was fine. Yeah. It was fine for sure. Spider Man No Way Home or or yeah. or really even like like post Top Gun Maverick. We don't we don't need to do this. We don't need to thank people for coming to unless the movies though. Anymore. But I will We're, say Tom Cruise should do that. Yeah, every movie because ever. he's doing this for us yeah, yeah. it's that's yeah. on brand for him it's not on right. brand for these other people but yeah. tom no. cruise earnestly thanking me for for spending 15 dollars <laughs> to see him try to kill himself is it a real the world to him yeah, yeah. for sure for yeah sure. and honestly you know, they could probably figure out a way to with like some kind of ai personalization where he says my name a few times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it'd be good it'd be awesome I just want to. I just want to be on the cake list. That's and all. That's all. That's my, my and wherever I'm sitting in the theater, his eyes turn to me. <laughs> He's like Richard, specifically you. <laughs> Thank you. You have supported me. For but years. everyone sees that. You know, it's yeah. their version. Uh-huh. Be cool. Yeah, Some kind of glasses. I like it. Um, how did we feel about the? We talked about the acting. We've talked about the the. Uh, the, the, I think the, the scripting with the dialogue and everything. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about the plotting of this thing and, and the, um, the, the adventures that our, our, our team has to go through to, uh, to get to the, their end goal here? Meg, how do, how do we feel about the way this all played out like a and d campaign? Yeah, I think, I think it was, you know, pretty standard in a way. I mean, there, it, it, there weren't a lot of times where it was catching me off guard. I do think it gets, there were some cool stuff with like the heist shot sequencing that I liked. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel like sometimes it gets a little co- complicated being like, here's everyone's backstory and how everyone's mm-hmm. tied in here. And everyone has to have like a growth moment where they learn how to do X, Y, Z and level up. Um, mm-hmm. But in general, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I would, I would say it was, it was um it was relatively formulaic on those things. Um I thought the bit with the portal and putting it on the the mirror and stuff inside the cart. I thought that was fun. That was a good sequence. Uh I I think they I think that the movie does a good job once it once it gets to whatever stopping point we're we're going to be at whatever uh like way station along the way from A to Z. I think once you get to those points um they do a good job of throwing in some some little little cute differences doing something a little bit off or unique like 
having the dragon be fat and can't you know fly and everything that was a funny uh, so a funny little bit yeah my favorite yeah. my favorite joke of the whole thing is jarnathan um i think just the name jarnathan because anyone who's ever played <laughs> dnd before knows that the only way to name a character is to come up with a normal name and change one small thing yes yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah that was a great bit and great it's also bit. i mean like not to do too much inside baseball but like yeah i feel like i've sat at a dnd table where you've been like is there any way i could grab the bird and jump out the window oh my gosh i think yes. he would naturally try to fly <laughs> yeah yeah if you're gonna talk about Shane, you should probably just name. <laughs> you should just call him by what he's spades just, a spade. Shane would do. Good that. <laughs> lord, uh, our buddy Batman Shane was in this this D and D campaign, and he man, it was it was like he perpetually his bit was this Richard, and I know you don't play D and D. I'm following. Play, but, I'm doing my best. You know, you you roll dice to see yeah. if you can accomplish whatever mm-hmm. you're trying to accomplish, or you roll digital dice. Sure. Dice. And Shane was pretty notorious for not being able to plug his headphones in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hold on a second. Uh, but he would, <laughs> he would do this bit pretty, pretty consistently where he would go through an elaborate 15 step plan for what his character was going to do rather than just saying, you know, my bit was always, I'm just, okay, I'm going to hit it with my sword, you know, or whatever. He, he had this big elaborate deal, lay it all out for two minutes and then roll a two. You know, just completely bodily. Well, no, you didn't do any of that because you you rolled horribly um, on this thing. But uh, yes, yes, that was they they did a good job of uh, of incorporating some of that stuff into it. I want to so let's let's do that now. So Richard, you've not you've mm-hmm. not played any Dungeons and Dragons in your life. Did you feel like did you feel like you were missing anything no. on this or that's, that's what I was or, saying yeah, at the beginning. Like I did mm-hmm. do, I read a little bit before cause I, you know, I wanted to be a little, you know, I mean, you host a movie podcast. Like you I host before. a film podcast. I'm a serious <laughs> journalist. Um, <laughs> but it, I read a little bit before, so I was aware of some of it. I, I wasn't really sure on like when you really described what would happen. Like, pre-roll i didn't know if you had to lay that out before a series of rolls things like that but i got mm-hmm. the general gist of it um and then yeah all that really worked that's what i'm saying they did a great job of if there was stuff that's above my pay grade in terms of D, mm-hmm. i was not i never felt like i was missing it i hope there was i hope that there was just things flying mm-hmm. by my head i didn't get um because that's been my complaint i do think hmm, trying to think in the order which to talk about this sure I, I do with this as the Marvel world gets a little more complex as it has to mm-hmm. because they've done all the basic a, stuff a little more. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like that. I'm like I'm not. I don't have a. I only have a bachelor's in English literature. I didn't right, do a, a right. master's in comic. Like I, I mm-hmm. feel very all that. Um, and so I, I, and then he ends up getting frustrated. I didn't feel that. I will say, this isn't a critique of this movie, but this is a watch out. I I don't know the franchise potential when you're doing it this not necessarily winky but like mm. this tone I think tires pretty quick I I feel like like I think so too I mean like I you can't, can't they can't all be Thor Ragonk you know we've sure. seen that right and so like it's awesome as a change up I mean not to use a mm-hmm. baseball analogy because like, God we're talking D and D but I'm not that dirty <laughs> talk baseball but like. You know, you throw your change up because your first pitch, it kind of can 
throw things off. And they kind of mm-hmm. did with that, and that's fine. You got to be. It makes an awesome first movie, and it's super fun. But I, I would be if I was WB, which of course they're never because they're just trying to get everything in. I would hesitate on like greenlighting five more of these because I can see by movie two and a half, everyone's like, "No, nah, I'm cool with this. I'm good. I get it." And it's ha ha ha. Jokes on me. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, this is this is Paramount, not Warner Brothers. So there's at least a oh, chance me. that they'll. You're right. That they'll I was. Think I saw the Barbie correctly. trailer and saw the WB. Like, yeah, right no, after totally, this, so it was in my head. Totally. Um, I almost felt because I, I had the same same feeling of like this is a whole lot of fun. I'll watch this again. I took Coop to see it. He loved it. That helps in these situations yeah. too. Um, I'll definitely watch this again. I'll go back and see more of these if they do it. There is a part of me though that feels like they may have been able to work out a a more that they make I'm trying to figure out how to say this. They doing it this way makes sense cuz it's it's broad um it's it obviously a lot of fun. That is a huge 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 part of this and why it works uh, is that it's just it's an enjoyable fun time at the movies. Um but you're right that I think that that can that can get old after a while that can expire, and they may have been able to figure out a way to do a series of these by staying more towards the um the the base audience the the kind of nerdy audience that really is into these things because there's just i mean that's like what all of Dungeons and dragons is 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 campaigns and and new modules and all this kind of stuff like it's kind of an endless supply of stories that you could work in. But then at the same time, there's no way that that movie makes $40 million opening weekend like this. one yeah. did. So it's this real, it's kind of a tightrope of obviously we know that every studio, their end goal is to, is to create franchises um, so that they can run them into the ground for the rest of eternity. Um, you can do this like another time or two. If in fact they decide to do that, I think the open kind of puts it, it's a good open. It's not a great open. Um, we'll see what it does, you know, um, internationally, but, um, it, it kind of puts it right on the line of, is this a franchise? Is it, is it not? Or more than likely than anything else, is it a a thing we try to make a franchise that really just turns into a bad sequel or a lackluster sequel or something like that? If you just would have, I don't know if you have any, any thoughts on this, Meg, if, if you, you strip the budget down a little bit um, and you try to make something that is a little less broad, but do you get something out of that that has more legs in terms of series potential? I don't, I don't know if you have anything I don't, to add I, on that. I don't know either. I think, I don't know. It, it's, it's so hard to do like box office math these days on what's going to hit. Sure, for sure. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like the only things, that are like really getting like a lot of money are thing like you know something that would be like oh in the dungeons and dragons universe or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> but sure. i i don't know i the issue is as much fun as i had with this movie i i don't care about almost any of the characters that mm-hmm. much so mm-hmm. it's not like oh in movie 2 we have to go you know, XYZ was kidnapped or his daughter was kidnapped again and they have to go do, you know, yada, yada, yada to make that, to free her there. Mm-hmm. 
I I don't think there's a single character in this that I was like, oh my gosh, well, I have to find out what happens to <laughs> this character. Yeah, I I felt like maybe they were trying to do that a little bit with with Paladin guy with uh, um, Reggae oh, got goodness, jumped Clint, off. Clint yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Furman Paladin. Right. Um, yeah, I, I thought maybe that, that that was a little bit of. There was at least like a thought somewhere in there, like, "Hey, if we do this well, we could turn, we could spin this off and do his own movie or his own, uh, his own series, or something like that." I don't think that that worked on that front, like that. Um, if you do more of these, you're banking on, I think, to your point, Meg, you're not really banking so much on character. You're banking on here's the fun story that we're gonna work through um, with these characters, which really, I mean, in some ways, that does go back to the you know the 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 material the source material with with uh, that's what dungeons and dragons is is campaigns and stories and all that kind of stuff so maybe there's some of that um i think it's a tricky one that paramount has got to be trying to figure i mean i'm sure they're happy with 40 million dollars that's a good open um but it it it's not the kind of open where you immediately have greenlit two more you know by by monday morning um so uh, it, it's there's there's something to be said there, but I do think you're right, Richard. Like I loved this; I had a great time with it. Again, I'll watch it several times, I'm sure. Um, and I think they got a lot of things right. I don't know how easy it will be to go back to the well and and recreate this um, another time or two or five. And if 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 Paramount was calling me into the room and asking for my advice on this, um, which they do frequently, obviously um, they have to start paying very, for that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> niche, niche podcast hosts just we make so much in consulting fees, <laughs> yeah. you guys like so much. You have no idea. Uh, I would say, hey, to me, probably the move is to uh, maybe try to do one of these again in like four or five years, something like that. Like maybe we can uh, give me your hey, go write your script. Let's get the idea, but let's. I'm not sure that the public is demanding that we get one of these out by 2025. I think maybe this is something we get the right story. We can add another element. Maybe to your point, Meg, maybe we can figure out how to create a character in there somewhere on the next go around that um, is, is the, the character, not just the face like, like Pine is like maybe uh, Rodriguez and, and Hugh Grant are just to some degree. Um, but we're going to come back to this a little bit later. We don't want to avatar it, but we do want to, we, we want to let this breathe a little bit because if you try to do, if you try to do this cinematic universe every two, three years, I think you're going to run out of steam really quickly and it will result in the second or third movie having a $22 million open instead of a $40 million open. And then, you know, then things become kind of disastrous, um, on that front. But anyway, uh, I thought this was a ton of fun and I was really impressed with, so we got Richard's kind of perspective on, you know, he has no, doesn't know anything really about this, but isn't, doesn't really feel like he's missing out. I thought that was a genius part of this whole thing. Meg was the ability to, to make a movie that is, that is broad and mass. um, At least to some extent, this is a solid open. Like I said, not a great open, but regardless, it's a broad movie but there's lots of little Easter eggs and inside jokes and stuff like that, that people who do play this game that are in the, the base, you know, for the base market, the, the base audience for this whole thing can pick up on. And I think it just heightens their enjoyment rather than 
leaving people who are on the outside feeling like, man, I didn't really get that. And I don't know why I didn't get it, but I didn't get it. So how did you feel about, did you, did they do a good job of, of incorporating enough Dungeons and Dragons into the Dungeons and Dragons movie or um, what, what, I don't know. What, I think go so. with wherever you feel and, like. On that. Uh, I mean, I think it's, I think it was a good mix of like, you know, I mean, I get annoyed when things are like too fan servicey, but I think there mm-hmm, were things sure. that are like, you know, if you play the game, then you would know that this creature is a displacer beast and you would know right, how right. it works and that it's going to disappear. So there might be a little thing where you're like, oh, his plan's going to work because, you know, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z is going to happen. Um, For sure. But it wasn't to the degree. I mean, I don't even think they're even like being like calling out what these things are or saying like, oh, well, like mm-hmm. as a power. Paladin, right. he will X Y Z, but then when he has the powers, you're like, oh yeah, that's what paladins do. Yes. So yes. I think I think they nailed that kind of tone level at least. Hmm. I, I expected more of that stuff, and I was happy that it was the level y- it was at. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? I kind of walked out feeling not necessarily disappointed because again, I had a great time with this. It was a lot of fun, but I was maybe slightly disappointed on that front. I was like, oh, I kind of expected more of of that stuff. And then within 24 hours, like, no, I'm glad that they didn't do that. I think they 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 showed a lot of restraint um, in letting those little Easter eggs just be Easter eggs instead of, yeah. uh, you know, massive moments of fan service. Or I think, again, what I think happens in those situations is you make a joke that is so um, – that you draw so much attention to your joke – that anyone who doesn't get the joke feels like, what? I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, get it. And, and then I don't they know check what, out. And, and the, <laughs> exactly. And that doesn't do us any good. The Displacer Beasts were fun. The Gelatinous Cube yep. was fun. Um, the, you know, the little, the little references to things like Baldur's Gate and mm-hmm. the, um, the, the, the medallion that lets her turn invisible and just little mentions here and there. Um, and you're, you're totally right with the Paladin thing. That was a perfect example of like what a paladin is like in that game or can be like and so um i thought all oh, that was a lot of fun and and was really well done with that without, without you know kind of leaving everybody else at, at you know at their expense so that was a that was a smart play um overall and I, I think was indicative of of how good these two are as as screenwriters this is a this is a great i mean i, I don't know how many i mean you're always going to have your sorkins and and folks like that, but like this is it's they're up there now for me in terms of like I mean there's the smarter for like the popcorn fun movie type too. Of movie. Like it's yeah, not for sure. For sure. It's I don't know. Elevated popcorn yeah. is awesome. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm thankful that we especially I mean, Richard, we talk about this almost it feels like every week. This year has been pretty pretty dang solid on this front so far, but it it often feels like we come on here and and our big criticisms of a movie are the runtime, which they did pretty pretty good with that on this one, a little long, but not it not anything that was just crazy. But like, how often, Richard, do we talk about how it feels like they spent three dollars on the on the script and and did no rewrites, no, you know what I mean? Which we know that they are doing all those things, but they're doing them in a way that does not highlight the writing. It's just it's really nice to get movies. Everyone's oh, M Night Shyamalan's just standing right behind the bench in this game. It's so weird. Threw me off big time. Sorry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> twist ending. Yeah, he's just there. He's oh, this is about to turn into a twist ending for Philly. Uh, the anyway, the the it's it's fun well, to have won't. something <laughs> that is uh that is 
like I said, it's sort of elevated popcorn and that um, doesn't take itself too seriously and that understands that this is supposed to be fun. Number one, the biggest thing that it's supposed to be doing is, is to be fun and entertaining. And they seem to really understand that. So I dug that. I dug that quite a bit. Um, so it was good. It's good stuff. Do you guys have anything else or we want to grade and weekly recommend this thing and get out of here? I'm ready to All grade. Right. Hold on, let me roll Let's... the dice. <laughs> I was wondering how long that was going to take. It's good. All right. Uh, Richard, what's your grade for Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves? Really enjoyed it. Love the tone. Love the cast. Love the writing. Thought it was really intelligently done. Mm. Runtime was a little long, but not enough for me to give it a demerit um, because, uh, you know, I'm still within the realm for what it was. Uh, all that great, awesome. Um, we're some woods, though. So, <laughs> be, you know, some kind of orky things. I don't know. B plus for me. B plus. Meg, what about you? I was gonna say B plus. I was it was in the mix between B plus and A minus, but I'll, I went B plus. Okay, nice. I'm a little higher than you guys. I really enjoyed this. Thought it was a lot of fun. Glad that they got tone right and that, uh, like I said, just seemed to understand. Hey, the number one thing here is that we just have fun at the movies, um, and I dig that. And Chris Pine. So I'll go. I'll go strong A minus. This might bump up a little bit on, nice. on the rewatch, but could come down the other way too. So I'll, I'll, I'll stick it. I'll stick it a minus for this one. So lots of fun. Uh, had a good time with this and, uh, we'll definitely, I'm sure we'll rewatch, uh, in the future. So good stuff. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Uh, before we go home, let's do, a little, uh, let's do a little weekly recommends, yeah? Weekly recommends. Richard, what you got this week for us? I knew you'd throw it at me first. I hadn't gotten my list so yet. I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, no. You're good. So sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I did the Summer Redstone book, right? You did. Yep. Okay. I did not do Oscar Wars, though, right? Uh, I need to start crossing these off. Sorry, I've been under it. Yeah, I don't think I did. So Michael Schulman, uh, book about Oscar Wars. Have you read this, Meg? It seems like very up your alley. It does, but I haven't. Okay. So it kind of goes through the history of like really big um, uh, Oscar campaigns um, throughout the year. I mean, literally like, I think 19, I think it starts with the first one, basically 1929. So there's a lot of film history in this, which I found really interesting. If you're interested in this show, you're not one of these people that doesn't want to see movies before 2000, like that loser kid that would didn't that studied film and didn't want to see Casablanca <laughs> on Twitter this week. Um, this is great, great edification, kind of, and also anything like this. The great thing about history is you just realize that we're all just in a cycle forever and are doomed to die. <laughs> cycle. So that's always kind. Of, I find that refreshing. So mm-hmm. um, Oscar Wars, Michael Schulman, really, really fun Hollywood book that came out this year. Um, in the vein of uh, oh gosh, I, the guy that wrote the Michael Nichols book. Uh, I'm doing a great job tonight. Yeah, I can't remember what, who the author of that was. But it's yeah. uh, what's his name's husband. Um, the great uh, 
Steven Spielberg's writer. I'm just I cannot think of names tonight. Oh, I'm just, oh, I'm oh. Not... Okay, Mark Harris. Here we go. This is great podcasting. Yeah, I'm really bad. With, like the thing that's leaving my brain as I get older is like titles of things. Uh, <laughs> scenes from or pictures at a revolution. In the vein of that, if you like that book, which is a great okay. Hollywood book, um, this this is up your alley. Nice. Okay, that's good. That's a good recommend. Meg, what about you? What's your weekly recommend? Okay. Um, I know that I have a reputation here as being a real jock. Um, but <laughs> that's what I always <laughs> say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a side note, I did win my March Madness bracket. Uh, nice. <laughs> which I'm sure nice. infuriated a lot of people. But uh, I recently re-downloaded The Sims, and I have sunk hours into it already. So The Sims 4, you could just it's for free. There's a lot of packs you can add on that cost money. I haven't even splurged yet, but I'm having a great time playing The Sims, and I'm definitely doing great mentally. <laughs> Does this have anything to do? You mentioned before we started recording that you're moving into your first home. Um, I I did. Is this I, kind of a dress rehearsal kind of can situation? Can I tell you? I received floor plans. I uh-huh. um, <laughs> d- designed a whole house based on the stuff I already have, and then immediately was like, "What if I had an unlimited budget and downloaded The Sims?" <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is great. This is a good time. This is the stuff. This is why we have you on the show. Yeah, Mike, no one cause... else is going to be recommending The Sims in 2023, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that one on the bingo <laughs> card for tonight. That's good. That's really good. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to recommend a TV show. Let's see. which I've got a list here. I'm trying to decide which way to go. Uh, yeah, look, we've been nerdy tonight. Let's, let's, let's keep it going. Uh, Star Trek Picard. Season three on the Paramount is yeah. is so Star Trekky and fun. I love it. It's a great time. I really liked season one. These Star Trek shows are are really. It's so interesting how they because season one of Picard is is pretty similar to season one of Star Trek Discovery, which both seem like it was like part of the plan. Um for the the first couple of episodes was just like yeah we got to show everybody how edgy we are now this isn't your father's star trek f bomb f just just kind of weird like you know i don't get offended by anything but it's like i mean you know was that did did it feel organic to the story or did it just feel like you somebody went in and added a bunch of content to the script like after it had already been approved and that's kind of how Certainly how the first season of Discovery felt. And then they kind of like settled in and figured it out and it became a pretty good show. Uh, Picard, like the first couple episodes is a little bit rough and it takes some time to to get going. But it, it turns out to be, I think, a really good season of television. Season two is kind of, I didn't watch it until like a few weeks ago when season three started. I was like, oh yeah, I need to get back to that. Season two is kind of meh. Season three has basically become a Star Trek The Next Generation Nice. Um, reunion show like they've they've brought back just about everybody at this point um and brought them into the fold and and are really giving it the this is the, the kind of the last ride with uh with picard this is the last season of the show i believe so this is kind of it for all these characters and it's uh it's been really fun that i think um i think we're seven episodes into a 10 episode season and uh it sort of has recaptured the magic i think of like what 
Star Trek should be on TV and like all I even next next generation is a great show. There's plenty of episodes, plenty of seasons maybe even of next generation that aren't that awesome. Um but there's something to be said for like but it did Star Trek it's on TV and that I don't know. I I feel like Star I feel like TV is better when there's a good Star Trek show going on. So this has been a really good show and I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit this season. So Star Trek Picard season 3 on uh on Paramount Plus. So check that out. Um, all right. This has been fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, um, we have more to offer you. We don't have a whole lot more of Meg, unfortunately, Sorry. although <laughs> you would make the show so much better, Meg. Anytime you want to sub in, we're always, always very happy to, uh, to have Barbie, you here. Barbie. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. You got it. You Stake got it. Claim, Gosh, huh? I'm so pumped. <laughs> I'm so pumped for Barbie. That trailer was everything I wanted it to be today. That was a, a wonderful. I'm wearing my rollerblades right now. <laughs> you always have yeah, them with I you. I literally take them everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Ugh, it's gonna be so much fun. So much fun. That verse. That um, eh, we could, we should save it. That that type of gauze. Ah, I love. Yeah. I love so much. I love what he's he's clearly doing in this thing. So it's gonna be a, a good time. Um, if you like what you heard here and you want more, we have a whole other feed to offer you go to madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash vip sign up for uh for for that it's five bucks a month and you get access to at least one extra episode every single week where we do a throwback or retrospective on uh, an older movie sometimes a movie as old as like cleopatra we did that a week or so ago and sometimes a movie that came out five ten years ago anything something like that um, we do lots of stuff like that. We have all kinds of bonuses. You get access to our very exclusive VIP Discord um, where you can interact with us, but also you can interact with movie fans around the world just like Meg. Uh, again, madamoviespodcast.com slash VIP. We'll be back next week talking about Super Mario Brothers. Until then, stay safe, and we'll see you at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.